Brothers and sisters, we'll be looking at Hebrews. It's been a little while, I think, since I've shared one of the blessings or benedictions from Scripture in this series uh, to prepare us to come to the table. Uh, This is from Hebrews 13, verses 20 and 21. Now may the God of peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Lord, our King, we do desire to be listeners to and doers of your mighty and powerful word and uh, to be prepared in heart, Lord, by your spirit to partake of this communion with you, this means of grace that you have given your people. And so we ask, Lord, for your grace to understand and apply your word in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So this blessing, this benediction is at the end of the letter that we call the letter to the Hebrews. And verse 20 is about the source. It's, it's kind of in two parts. So you can see fairly clearly. Verse 20 is about the source of all blessing, the source of all peace, the Lord our God, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the source of all blessings and peace. And it says, now may the God of peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. And then it kind of stops there in a sense. And the, verse 21 essentially will be, the request or the blessing that I will be uh, asking to uh, the Lord for all of us. And this prayer begins by addressing and by acknowledging the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ as the God of peace, which I've mentioned several times at least. And many times these blessings refer to the God of peace as many of the epistles do. And praise God that since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We can know peace because we have been reconciled with God by the atoning sacrifice of our Lord Jesus on the cross. And praise God, we are also able by the peace that he has bought to walk in peace with each other. We can walk uh, in peace as we walk together with the Prince of Peace. And we are reminded here also that our God brought up or raised up our Lord Jesus from the dead. And as often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death for us, and we proclaim that he is risen, and we proclaim that he's coming again. And then this prayer here tells us another specific about our Lord Jesus. It says, he is the great shepherd of the sheep. He is our shepherd. He calls some to be his under shepherds, but he is the great shepherd. There is no other. Isaiah 40 says this, he will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. This is a beautiful picture of the loving care of the great shepherd for his sheep. I believe that's why I could not go on earlier. I was thinking, as Phil also could not go on, of a shepherd like this, of, of us, who loves us, cares for us. He feeds us his flock, and he makes sure we are nourished. And this table is a part of that nourishment, a very important part of our nourishment, our spiritual nourishment. And it says he gathers us with or in his arms. Indeed, he has gathered us here today by his grace and brought us now to draw near to him. And he carries us, as it were, near to his heart. 
And we need to know this, and, and we need to know that we can experience this. And then it says that he gently leads those who are weak. And we're all weak. He is gentle and lowly of heart, and he gives rest to us. Jesus made it clear here that he is the great shepherd because he sacrificed himself for his flock. John 10 makes it clear also, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. So he is good and he is great. And so he willingly gave his life for his sheep. And he says, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and am known by my own. So he is great. He knows all things and he personally knows, knows his own flock. He knows all we think, he knows all we feel, he knows all we do. And still he loves us. And he makes it possible for us to know him, to be known by us. He makes that possible. And he spoke of his flock this way. This is what I believe what we are to do and to praise him for. In, in John 10 again, verse 27 begins, my sheep hear my voice. So we have a personal relationship. We know when our shepherd is calling us. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them. He makes it clear again. I know my sheep, everything they're going through. And they follow me. And he makes that possible. And then verse 28, And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, and no one shall snatch them out of my hand. So dear fellow sheep, no one can remove you from the protection and the nearness of your shepherd. Verse 29 in John 10 again, my father who has given them, given us, given you to him, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. Rejoice and be assured of his love for you, his protection. He is your great shepherd. So come to this table of the Lord knowing that your redemption is certain in him. Your election, your salvation, your adoption, your glorification are settled they're all settled by the great shepherd. His sheep can rest in his protection and be secure in his leading and in his care. In Hebrews 13, then, after we have been reminded of who we are praying to, who we are asking this blessing of, then we see the, in the last part of verse 20 and verse 21 how this was accomplished. How was this accomplished? From eternity past, in fact. It says, it was through the blood of the everlasting covenant. So in the council of the Godhead, the covenant of redemption was made and required the shedding of blood. The covenant was confirmed by it, is sealed by it, and without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. Matthew Henry said it this way, the blood of Christ satisfied divine justice and so procured Christ's release from the prison of the grave as having paid our debt according to an eternal covenant or agreement between the Father and the Son. And this blood is the seal of an everlasting covenant between God and his people. So this table is a reminder of that seal also. The seal by blood of the everlasting covenant in our Lord Jesus Christ. We should rejoice as we come to the table today of that seal. And finally, the request here that we are asking, or that I will be asking for you also, is may. So in verse 20, in the beginning, it says may, and then later on is the actual request. Verse 21 says, May the Lord make you complete, in other words, perfect or mature. May he make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is pleasing in his sight. Philippians 1.6, we're probably going to hear that at least three times, maybe four times today. He who has begun a good work in you will complete it 
until or by the, by the time of day of Jesus Christ. Philippians 2.13 tells us even more, it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Praise God that he works his will in us to do it, his will, and to desire his will. Any good desire we have, any good work we do is by his work of grace in us. So we are asking him, and I will be asking him for you to complete in each of us what he wills, he desires for us to be mature in Christ, to conform us unto the image of the Lord Jesus and to enable us to will and to do for his good pleasure that all we do and all we say and all we think is done for him and will be then done uh, pleasing in his sight. It's all done through him and for his glory. To him, our king, be glory forever and ever. And so in preparation to come together at the table of the Lord now, I will pray, beginning with this blessing to you. Family of God, flock of Jesus Christ, the great shepherd. Now may the God of peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well, pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord God Almighty, we rejoice that you have enabled us by your resurrection power to come to your table of communion where we are reminded of the blood of the everlasting covenant that was shed for us to make us your people, to make us part of your flock. As I have prayed for this, your people, we believe, Lord, that you will make us here complete to desire to do your will, to desire to please you above all others. And we have prayed in the name of Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.